You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Hey everyone, it's Call Me Adam, and on this episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam on the Broadway Podcast Network, I am chatting with television producer, director, and screenwriter Stan Zimmerman. We'll be talking about writing for TV hits like The Golden Girls, Gilmore Girls, and Roseanne. Plus, as well as his forthcoming book, The Girls, From Golden to Gilmore, and all of his theatrical endeavors. There's so much to cover, so stay tuned. Hi, Stan. Hello. How are you? Do I have to call you Adam? You don't have to, but well, it's encouraged. It is yes, a... it is encouraged. Yes, it's told to. <laughs> it Must. is, yes. Yeah. Well, that's sort of why I, I, my site used to be called something else. It used to be called the Dumbbell's Quest, Okay. but nobody could remember it and or you got, you got smarter, it. is that it? Uh, You're still no, a dumbbell, I'm huh? still a dumbbell, because okay. I'm Rose. Okay. But um, no, a friend of mine actually was like, why don't you just call your site Call Me Adam, and this way everybody knows what to call you. And now we do. And now and we do. We yes. Okay. Yes. Adam. Yes. Stan. Okay, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna call you Stan. Yeah, it's me, Stan. Yes. yes. So um, let's get started. So Stan and I met on. There's this. We were on the inaugural cruise of Golden Fans at it's Sea. It's a tough word to say, it isn't is. it? Do you want to do it one more time? No. <laughs> yeah. No, I could do it again. I don't think inaugural. You can. Okay. There you go. <laughs> cruise of Golden Fans at Sea. Yes. And it was a cruise for Golden Girls fans. Yeah. And Stan was there. Uh, Rue McClanahan's sister, Melinda, her, was yeah. there. Um, it was the Golden Gates of New York City were there. I mean, it was so much fun. And uh, Stan and I met, I think, the first night. Yeah. And um, Of the second cruise. Of the second cruise, yes. We so were on I went the on second cruise. back to back. Yes. You... So it was like 600 on the first and over 1,000 on the second. Oh, my God. Yeah. You saw the picture of the costume contest? Yes. Yes, insane. I mean, even, even I'm like <laughs> staggered when I saw how many people. I mean, the show really touched so many people. That was what was so cool. And people kept saying, I don't know if you want to hear this. And like, no, you don't know what it means to like have written something so long ago. And of course, you put all your heart and soul mm-hmm. into it. And then years later, to meet the people that it actually affected from all over the the world really yes. and to hear their personal stories i mean some were really touching mm-hmm. and sweet and some were funny and or how they connected you know usually hear oh i watched it with my grandmother mm-hmm. and like how many shows are there that you could sit down with your grandmother right and everybody could laugh yes no matter what age i mean my whole family got together every saturday night we yeah. were around the tv watching the golden girls it it, it, it touches everybody and, and now still still because it's on it i mean it's on hulu it's on practically every channel all the time. As it should be. It should yeah, be, yes. of course. <laughs> but it's introduced to new generations, so it's like three or four generations could watch together. But, and I've ridden those waves, but there seems to be something in the past year or so, and maybe it's because of Hulu, mm-hmm. that it's just like exploded again. Yes. And, you know, I, I mean, the crews you saw, they were all ages. It was, yes. It was, it was from like from 90 all the way down to there. I, there were few kids yeah, few there. Kids, yeah, yeah, but it spanned... I mean, it's literally multi-generational. Go, and we'd go into the dining room, but there were so many costume nights. Mm-hmm. So there were so many of these white heads yes. of wigs. I don't know if they were real wigs or <laughs> actually old ladies. I don't know. It didn't, yes. it didn't matter. We were all there and a lot of caftans. And, yes, yeah. a, a lot, yes. a lot. But 
it was just so great to be there amongst people who have this love. And now the cruise is going to be again in 2021 yes. in April. So, I mean, there's definitely something there with it. You know, not every TV show has their own cruise. No, they so. do not. Although Gilmore Girls, we are going into our fifth year of a fan fest in Connecticut. It'll be Kent, Connecticut, October 16th through 18th. Oh. GilmoreGirlsFanFest.com. And I've been going every year and I'm going back and I'm very excited. Let's talk about okay. the Golden Girls because okay, that is my all-time favorite okay. show. And you're wearing the t-shirt. I am wearing this. Yes. So um, this was like your first big TV Writing Not show. the first job. We got a staff job on a, a little show we won't speak of. Okay. It can be found somewhere okay. on IMDb. Um, but it was the first big job, and it was a job that really it was our second staff job. We had done a couple of episodes in between our two staff jobs. We did an episode of Fame mm. that Debbie Allen directed, yes. and Janet Jackson was in. It yes. was her first music video, I'll have you know. She never made a music video. Wow. And uh, it was called Dream Street. You uh -huh. can't find it. And sometimes they play the gay bars, which I always get very oh, excited. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was like it started in sepia tone, and she was this little student, and then she went into this big MGM glamour color um, dance number. And oh, my God. It was really exciting. Yeah. Oh, my God. So... Uh, how do I get on Golden Girls? Yeah, how do yeah. you, I mean, do you... How does that happen? Yeah, yes. yes. How do you, like, apply for that kind of job? Um, well, you don't really apply, but right. you have an agent send your scripts in. Mm -hmm. And so they liked our scripts, and they had us come in, and what you do is you go and you pitch episodes. And it hadn't even been on the air yet, but they knew, I think the pilot had already been picked up, so that they knew they needed episodes. Mm. They had a pretty small staff. So we like, uh, went and watched the pilot and of course mm -hmm. we knew all the actors yes. and we're like oh my god this is really funny but we still like who's going to watch this show like nobody thought it would be a hit mm -hmm. and um, so then we worked out like maybe 15 episode ideas and you go in and you pitch them and you hope for the job and um, they didn't like any of them Wow! and then we were walking to the door and then I turned around in the door and I said something like uh, what if Rose's mother came to visit? I don't know. I was so desperate. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, you know, desperate times, Rose, right? Right. And, <laughs> and um, their faces lit up and they said, come back in and sit down. And we started working out the beats of the story. And they gave us that assignment and we wrote it pretty quickly. And that became Rose's mother oh and Blanche God. and the younger man. And surprisingly, uh, it's because it's a real art to be able to mimic the voice of another writer. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other art besides writing. And so I, we, they liked what we had written and it stayed pretty much that same script, which is very rare, wow. especially when you're not there day to day. Mm -hmm. um, and um, they brought us on staff right away. And um, there we were, you know, super young and thrown into this world. And, uh, but the producers knew that there was, there was a lot of importance you felt around this. Like mm -hmm. this was a big deal. They didn't want to really mess up. Usually the producers like let the writers you go and you do. But this, the producers sat in the writer's room. They were like, wow. we need to make sure every joke is, you don't just give, you know, so-so jokes to, you know, be Arthur. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or you'll be in trouble. No. Um, <laughs> so we did feel that. And that was just, you know, extra added pressure. Um, and um, yeah, so it was really, it was very, exciting mm -hmm. and then to be there to watch it literally explode in a good way yes. right in front of us and we're going oh my god like people love this we knew it was funny but mm -hmm. then you see the world 
experience it. Yes. And then that was super cool. And uh, I got it. And then the industry obviously took notice of that mm-hmm. and then took notice of us. And then like just all these doors just opened up. But I was so young. Most of my contemporaries were, you know, just starting out mm-hmm. or finishing college or so, you know, to be like the first of the group to suddenly, oh, I could buy a house. I can have my own car, mm-hmm. things like that. It, you know, people were so supportive. My friends were great about it oh. and really shared in this, you know, phenomenon that mm-hmm. was happening before our eyes. That's so exciting. It was exciting. And yes. what a great, I mean, what a great, like, I mean, job to have to work with all four women. Yes and no. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, people don't know behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a good show. You know, it was great actors. Yes. But then there's always the politics of the office and all of that, yeah. which will be in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, on the cruise, I didn't really want to get into the negative parts because I just looked out and I saw everybody yes. just having this great time. But, you know, there was, you know, some. What, what was like one challenge that you had that that you could share with us? Um, I don't think the head producers really wanted us there. Mm. And so, like, we never got. um you know, you have those director's chairs and everybody mm-hmm. had their name on them and we didn't. Oh. We were like, okay. Um, so there was that. I mean, the main writing producers, they all really liked us uh-huh. and, and we have since gone on to work with them. But um, I think the producers wanted a writer friend of theirs to be brought on staff mm. and she had written a script the same time we did and hers, you know, for whatever reason, she's a good writer, but, you know, sometimes it didn't click with that story or right. those characters. Right. And, you know, we were able to capture them and were brought on. So, and that's how it works. That's how, yes. Yes. And, yes. you know, it doesn't, you know, everyone has their slot. And, right. you know, I, I teach acting in LA and in New York. Actually, I'm going to be teaching the end of this month. Um, that by you getting a job is not taking a job from somebody else. Uh, Mindy Cohen from Facts of Life was mm-hmm. telling me if your name is in the envelope, it's in the envelope and it's meant to happen for you, right. you know, unless Faye Dunaway is reading the card. <laughs> but um, it, there's enough for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, I, and I tell people I work with that, like, don't be bitter about other people, like celebrate their success. Mm-hmm. And when your time in this right for you. That's what it'll be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I I totally agree that there's room for everybody. I mean, there's so many people that do interviews like I do. And I think there's room for all of us. No, nobody does it like me, but I don't do it like somebody else. So, but there's room for all of us. I I agree. And and when it happens, it happens. And speaking of Rose's mother episode Uh and the cruise. So uh, one night... I think it was like the second to last night for dinner. They had duck a l'orange yes. on the menu. And when I saw that, I was like, I have to order that because. How I, was it? It was, it, it was, was good. Okay, yeah. 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 It was, it was fine. But, um, I not am. Not like Dirk's. It's not like Dirk's, but yeah. I am dating. His arms. Yes. Yes. And I am he dating was, a younger man. Oh, really? Yeah. So when I saw How's the duck going? a l'orange, yeah. I mean, it's good. It is. Yeah. You, do you eat that or the watercrust? I ate the duck a la range, okay, good yes. for you. and he was supportive of me eating it. That's so, very nice. Yes, yes. But where, it where'd, took, you, where'd you two meet? Oh, uh, we can met. Um, I can say sure. We met yeah. on um, Chappie, which is uh, I know a what date, it is. Yeah. Hey, come on! Yeah. I'm not on it. I think I might have been on it for like two seconds. Yeah, it's like for people who don't know, it's the it's the gay dating app. It's like gay Tinder dating app where you swipe and Wait, if Tinder's you both not swipe, gay? I mean, Tinder's it can be. gay. It can, it can be, be, but Chappie's like all gay. 
So um, all gay all, all the time, time. Okay. exactly. So um, yeah, you're gonna have later. Like you swipe right and you connect, like you know, and you're a match. Yes. And then you like you go hi, and they're like nothing. Yes. Or suddenly they disappear. I'm, I heard that people like sometimes like accept everybody. Yes, they because do they it want like the a game. Validation. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, it's crazy. I don't approve of I mean, Chappie is the same way. And, and and my boyfriend was like one of the few people who actually Talk. was able, yes, to have a conversation. So, nice. cool. um, yeah. So a year and a half later, we're still having conversations. And we actually booked but the only, cruise. Only online. No. Yeah, exactly. We only text. We didn't yeah, never see yeah, each yeah. other. But um, oh, we, I like that we actually booked the cruise six months into our relationship oh. and we oh were my like God. what would happen you know a year exactly and we were like i was like well now you can't break up with me because we have to go on this cruise oh, I should together try that. yeah i offered my room up on the cruise and online and like i got a couple offers actually of course like, but i said like i was i think it was like in january i said <laughs> if you start dating me now you might get to oh. come on the cruise with me yes maybe if they invite me back i'll have a contest yeah. yes I'm not above that. No, no why yeah, not? Why, why not, right? Exactly. Except then you have to share a room with somebody. Well, but maybe by the time, depending on when they win it, by the time you go, That's it true. could be like quite I quite the excitement. Yes, yes okay. exactly. Exactly. Just like um, on the Golden Girls when yes. they had that episode with the when they were on that dating show. Yeah, there you go. And uh, they were lesbians. <laughs> lesbians. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so... Uh, can you tell us any stories about writing for? No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> any stories about? About writing for like B, like B. Arthur, Betty White, Estelle Getty, Ruth McClanahan. Like who, who was, um, well, okay, wait, let me, let me phrase it like okay, this. Okay. Um, which character, I'll take it in this direction. Which okay. character did you find the easiest to write for? Like which, which character just like flowed out of you? I think the most delicious was Blanche. Mm-hmm. When we figured out that, we started hearing the way she said words and mm-hmm. words that ended in ER, like butter. You know, it just sounded most Southern. Mm-hmm. So we just started picking all ER words. And mm-hmm. so if you look at our scripts, there are probably a few more ER words <laughs> than most. Um, she, meaning Rue McClanahan, wanted to challenge her character the, the most mm-hmm. and would talk to us about that. So that excites a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just fun. It was just, it was, you know, delicious writing mm-hmm. words that you got to choose that I would never naturally speak that way. Yes. So, I mean, they all were great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as far as like pure writing, that was hard. B was, you know, difficult in a way because she had to have great jokes. And so, same with mm-hmm. Sophia because she would come through and we, we would use her a lot to just like not necessarily be in a scene, but she'd walk through and button a scene or give a little joke at the yes. end. So those jokes, we literally, we were like pictured it, you know, like a baseball player. She needed to hit a home run mm-hmm. each time. You yes. could just give her like, eh. Right. Kinda, yeah. So that bar was very, very high. Mm-hmm. But it was it was like uh, comedy writing 101. And how long did you have like to write an episode or... You would go off and write your episode and mm-hmm. then you bring it back and show it to the group and then of course they'd pick it apart. Right. Um, but sometimes like they would send us off and say, come up with five jokes for the end of the scene. Mm. And it has to be a, you know, a Dorothy joke or, or, or you could bring Sophia through. Mm-hmm. And so then we'd go off and, you know, I never thought of myself as like a funny, funny writer, mm-hmm. more character oriented. Yes. So really like, how do you craft the joke? Um, so we learned that way and mm. we'd come back in and you pitch them and they'd go, let's you know, go with this one and put it in the script. And did the actors ever, 
were they ever allowed to like shut something down if they were like, oh, I don't like this? Or is that more like on the producer side? That uh, like, every no. show is different. Mm-hmm. So there are some shows which uh, shall remain nameless and actors <laughs> that just, oh, nope. You know, um, obviously Roseanne was a tough one because mm-hmm. sometimes they'd make the writers go down and pitch them to her. Luckily, mm. that never happened to me. That would have been terrifying. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, She's like, no, 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 you're fired. Boom. Um, uh, On Golden Girls, especially the first season, the actors were all very respectful. Mm. So unless there was something really that they didn't like, they would, you know, at least give it a go. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. if it doesn't get a laugh, then we would change it. But um, no, they they pretty much said basically everything. And the weeks that Susan Harris's scripts were done Mm -hmm. that she specifically wrote... Like you, everyone knew you can't change anything <laughs> unless she wanted to change right. it. So that was good because then it gave us time to breathe and move on to the other scripts that we had to do because we were multitasking, mm-hmm. you know, and those days you do like 24 or more episodes a season. Right. So you're, you know, writing one, everyone's off writing their own. Mm-hmm. You're fixing those, you're casting them, you're, and then you're thinking of other episodes and, you know, certain shows... Which not so much on Golden Girls, you come up with arcs of like, where's that season going? Right, right. So we did that uh, a lot on Gilmore Girls, because mm-hmm. that's really, you know. Right, more of a story. Story, yes. Yeah. And back in the day of Golden Girls, because you could only see the shows in syndication, mm-hmm. they wanted to be able to, you could get them out of order. So it's called mm-hmm. Evergreen. So I think that's why when you watch Golden Girls, they kind of all end up where they kind of started. They have some little lesson, Mm -hmm. but it's not like a Roseanne where people died or she changed jobs where it was more like real life, which that's why I loved Roseanne Mm. because it could be like super funny and then it could be like, oh my God, like she hit him or someone died and they're having to tell people on the phone or different things like that. Um, That made it more exciting as a writer Mm -hmm. because you are following reality in a way. Yes. Or TV reality, yes. whatever the hell that is. Well, I remember my, my aunt loved Roseanne when it was on. And she was like, well, she, she loved it because she felt like it was real. Like it was something everyone could relate to. And um, I, did wa- I didn't watch like every single episode of Roseanne, but I did watch Get out of here. Some, okay. some, I'm not going to yeah. add my own apartment. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. I want to take yes. over the apartment. No. I want to move to New York. Oh, yeah. oh it would be great to have you here full well, time. I mean, I'm I'm moving out. Okay, so so I could? You could could just move right in. (laughs) Yeah. Let's let's talk to them. Yeah, we'll talk to them. Okay, okay. terrific. Um, But speaking of Roseanne, you did write one of the most famous episodes of the, I feel like, of the the time, of the series, Don't Ask, Don't Tell, when Mariel Hemingway and Roseanne kissed. And And getting to Mariel Hemingway. So we offered it to a bunch of actors. Yes. And it was funny, like... I'm, I love actors and was involved in casting, so I made a list. I think we even had Ooh. Madonna on oh there one God. time. And that was early on in her career, obviously. And maybe she had done, um, what was the first movie she did? Um, uh, Desperate Seeking, Seeking Susan. Susan. Yeah. Yes. But you knew, obviously, she was something then. Yes. Um, well, she had done more by then. Uh, but um, most uh, actresses would not do it because mm. back then you would have been labeled a lesbian and that you might not work again. Mm -hmm. And Meryl Hemingway had already done personal best, which was a movie where she played a lesbian. And Mm. she was like, I don't care, you know? Right. And, um, you know, she wasn't getting offered a lot of sitcom work. She was more of a dramatic actress and she grabbed it and 
ran with it. That's so, amazing. Yeah. I mean, she was great yeah. on it, and I've I've always loved her. And um, I mean, like you said back then, it was it was a huge thing because I mean that was before Ellen, before Will and Grace, before and people everything. don't often acknowledge that. Yeah, and it's like. Um, there's steps, you know, and mm-hmm. I always acknowledge Soap, which was another yep. Susan Harris show. Billy um, Crystal was on that. Yes, yes. and uh, 30-something. Mm-hmm. They're all steps that we've gotten to get to Will and Grace. Yes. You don't just go, and now it's Will and Grace right. and Ellen. I think you had to have those barriers and, you know, taking down pieces of that wall. Yes. But, I mean, ABC wasn't even going to air the episode, and Roseanne and her then-husband, Tom Arnold, mm-hmm. said we'll buy back the episode and put it on HBO if you don't air it. Wow. And then, but I would come home from work and I would turn on the, when we watched the 11 o'clock news, mm-hmm. the local news, and there they were doing stories about our episode. Yeah. And like, how did we make the news? Because and back then it was, it was it major was news. news. Yeah, it was yeah. news. And, and no other program was doing things back, like that. No. So, I mean. That's was, what I loved about it. It was just, you know, we always said like you'd find coins in the, you know, in the cushions mm-hmm. and, um, and you felt like that couch, like that was just a regular couch and people just hung out. And yes. I mean, it was so groundbreaking. I think so. Yeah. Uh, and which is crazy that, uh, there weren't more shows like that mm-hmm. since then. I was like, why can't it just be really discussing the realities of what's happening in the world today? Right. And that's why my writing partner always like, they should bring back Roseanne and like talk about what's happening and mm-hmm. of course they did and, yes and all of that happened yes 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 that was a fun adventure yes um i mean i know you're you're writing the book the girls from golden, golden to, to gilmore, gilmore and which Roseanne. Is, yeah which, which is about all the wonderful women i've worked with yes and Roseanne. Roseanne. Yes. yes yes so each chapter will be about the different women and celebrating them that's gonna be so great yes now now have you written the book and you're no, shopping around or you're um, gonna be starting it working on chapters and working on a proposal which i would love okay. to be paid to write it but if not i'm just gonna write it anyway mm-hmm. and uh i thought i was gonna have time on the cruise to do it <laughs> but i didn't yeah uh, but i'm hoping next week to get the proposal out and then and then keep barreling through. And I started going through, I have kept journals since my days at NYU. Oh, wow. And we we had a dance teacher that just, for a project, she was like, you need to start a journal, because I wasn't a journal writer as mm. a kid. And uh, I've been keeping them since then. And you, know, you go through phases where you right. write a lot, yes. and it's like, yeah, like, oh my God, I haven't written in a month. So I went through all my journals, and I pulled all the stuff dealing with, the women that I've worked oh with. My God. And so that was really interesting to see where I was in my head. Yes. And then I thought I could put those in the book. It would mm-hmm. be kind of interesting to have, you know, exactly what I was thinking at that moment. Yes. And in, in going back through that time in your life, uh, as you're reading through back through your journals, I mean, what, what, like, what goes through your head? And, like, do I you slept ever. With that, who's that person? <laughs> <laughs> I did keep track. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that is That's good. good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You don't want to be like Samantha on um, Sex, uh, in the City. Sex in the City, where she's in that episode where they're like, "How many sexual partners have you had?" And she's like, "This week." Yeah. <laughs> well, it was interesting. It was also fun because I I do a thing at the end of the year of like events and obviously mm. for me, you know, meeting people. Yes. And um, so some of the names I actually started looking up on Facebook, and I contacted a couple of the guys, and they're like. Whoa, that was like, you know, you know, 15, 20 years oh my ago. God. How did you find me? Or, you know, and I, so I have gotten in touch with a lot of them. And some we've like, you know, 
met up in New York uh-huh. and had drinks and catch up. And that's, oh, wow. that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You're like, who are you? Like, <laughs> who are we? Because I feel like I've been different people right. through the years. Right. So it's fun to connect and hear from other people like what they thought of me mm-hmm. or what, mm. what our impression of that moment was. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I know. That's a whole other book, I yes. guess, right? Yes, That's a different book. Yes. yes. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The new 2023 Ford Escape is the perfect getaway car. Featuring an available 13.1-inch center stack screen, 360-degree camera, and Bang & Olufsen sound system and spatial flexibility for extra legroom. The new 2023 Ford Escape. Learn more at Ford.com. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. But now when you look at your career stuff Mm -hmm. going back, what's like one thing that you're like, just like, totally makes you smile like what have you come across so far um i smile at all of them because they're all so intense Mm -hmm. when you're on a tv show you give up your life Mm. um because you don't know what time you're going to get home Mm -hmm. on especially a multi-cam show you literally you start on monday and you film on friday let's say right so if something happens bad at the run through tuesday wednesday you're staying there whatever hours Mm. it could be 10 11 12 1 2 in the morning because the next day they have to rehearse it. And right. then Friday, we're, the audience is coming in and we're filming it no matter what. Mm-hmm. So you literally tell your friends, I'll see you in March, April. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> so that part of it, like, I'm glad I'm not on one. Yeah. Of course, I, I would love to do another show again and if the right one. And if it's worth it just to do a show to do a show. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, the money would be good. But I've been finding so much more joy uh, in doing theater mm-hmm. now. Um, yes, which actually tonight, as we're sitting here yes. this morning recording, tonight you have, uh, and tomorrow, you have a play reading of a yes. new play that you're uh, Starring written. Nathan Lee Graham. Yes. That, that he commissioned um, my other writing partner, Christian McLaughlin, to uh, write. And mm-hmm. it's uh, just a crazy, cool, fun show. Nat Queen Cole. Yes. The illegitimate child of Nat King Cole oh and God. Josephine Baker. Oh my God, it's going to be so much fun. And he is so super talented. And I've had just the best time this week. And... It's just as I'm walking to rehearsals, I'm thinking, I want to live in New York mm. and have this as my job of walking mm-hmm. to a rehearsal. And so that's why I've, I've been doing so much theater, hoping something will bring me back here for a very long extended stay. That, would, that, be that would be the way I would just start it, mm-hmm. like, like come for four months or something. And then, you it, know, if it's meant to be, I'll, I'll keep staying here. Yes. So now speaking of theater, let's talk a little bit about theater and then we could uh, go back go to back some other to, things. Yes. yes. Um, so w- what is it like 
to write for theater as opposed to TV? Is your process the same? The yeah, nice a different? thing about theater is that you can really explore mm-hmm. characters in a half hour. You're like you're in, you're out. So you really learn how to write, you know, brief mm-hmm. and get information out really quickly. For an example, um, you might have heard of this show we were doing for Logo. It started with Logo, a Silver Foxes, mm-hmm. which is kind of a gay men's Golden Girls, and it got a lot of press. Um, oh, with uh, Leslie Jordan, Leslie Jordan, uh, George yes, Takei, yes. Bruce Valance, Sherry O'Terry, mm-hmm. Todd Sherry, Melissa Peterman. Um, so with that, um, you know, we wrote the half-hour script. And then when we found out Logo couldn't afford it and no network would even open it to read it Mm -hmm. because it was gay and old people. And so I don't let that get in my way. I'm like, okay, how can we get this going? So my writing partner, Jim Berg, and I decided to turn it into a play, which we've just Mm. done, which George K wants to do in New York, which I think would be big, really big. And I met with some producers while I was here. And so hopefully I'll be back soon have to come for the reading yes. of that. But with that, we realized as we're writing it, when you have the luxury of an hour and a half as opposed to 22 minutes, mm-hmm. all of a sudden we could develop their backstories. And it was so eye-opening and enriching for us as writers to really get into some messy stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be a joke. It can be real. You know, we could get into, is one of them HIV positive? Mm-hmm. Does someone have dementia? All the stuff that mm. the real characters could go through. So yes. we really love that. And I can't wait for people to see this because it's super funny, but it's also, you know, heartfelt. Yes. You, which is kind of like the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And, and I mean, one of the things about the Golden Girls and one of the things about how you're describing the show is that it's something that everybody can relate to because everybody has somebody in their family or a friend family who has had dementia or they know someone who's been... Um, HIV positive or but also any age about you know we as gay people we kind of create our own family yes and that's what these guys do and so any ages can be able to relate like right, the golden right. girls that's what I'm saying right of and also like the golden girls we all can see ourselves in each one of these yes. characters yes so I mean which golden girl are you which I know we discussed on the cruise but for my listeners for the <laughs> listeners who weren't there uh, I mean I have to say I'm a Sophia mm-hmm. only because Estelle Getty and I got very close mm. and so I have to be her so she, so that I can carry her with me wherever I go oh yes. I love she, that she's there in spirit my favorite movie of hers that she was in was um, Mannequin I loved her in that I mean how exciting for her at that age to suddenly be offered movies and yes. here she is you know making a movie with Sylvester yes, Stallone yes stop or, or my mom will shoot um, she got that you know yeah. she worked hard doing th- theater and like mm-hmm. down in the village or wherever when she you know she would tell me stories how she would make i think she's living in queens or oh wow brooklyn and she'd make dinner for her family and mm-hmm. then go, okay i'm going to rehearsal and then off she'd go oh, on a train God. and have you know be there with harvey firestein or whoever and doing you know in the basement of wherever yes and just toiling away because she loved acting and then suddenly you're in hollywood yeah and you're being invited to premieres and mm-hmm. you're going on you know talk shows and Red carpets and what's that like? Yeah. And she enjoyed every second of it. That's amazing. That's amazing. I still remember her appearance on uh, Regis and Kathy Lee. Oh my! When she she had come out with like an exercise video for older people. <laughs> yes. And I I distinctly remember the different exercises she 
we're showing. Really? Should we do yes. some of them now? We could. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we could do push-ups against the wall. You should. We should do that on the cruise. Oh my god, that time. would be so much fun. That's really cute. Idea. That would be a great yeah. idea because Chad, they have that listening. jazz jazzercise. Yes. 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 I will make sure Chad gets this. Okay. That would be incredible. That would be incredible. Um, so one one of the theater shows I do want to talk about okay. that you wrote. Um, was called well now it's called right before I go but yes. it was formally titled suicide notes similar performed similarly in like the style vaginimal. of my vagina yeah, so yes. I have a very close friend Kevin Gill die um, by suicide mm. and as a comedy writer I didn't know how to handle that mm-hmm. and um, his best friend and I uh, split up responsibilities um, she was gonna plan the memorial and host that and mm-hmm. I was gonna be in charge if anybody had questions so people would call me and i literally would have to relive it and answer their questions every time the phone rang which was very difficult and there was a lot of shame i found Mm -hmm. out about it because i didn't really know that much about suicide and i was like we have to do something about this but what can i do Mm -hmm. and then i came up with the idea and started collecting real suicide notes at the time i was also uh, trying to get his note So that was a quest, and I was hoping that note would answer the questions of why. Uh And then I just came up with the idea of doing four actors sitting on stools, reading all the notes from Mm -hmm. Kurt Cobain and war veterans and Virginia Woolf and LGBTQ and kids that were bullied. So it was an intense hour. We started it at the Hollywood Fringe Festival, I don't know, six years ago. And then a producer here, Aaron Craig, optioned it, and we did a big benefit at Town Hall Mm. in New York. And Michael Wilson, the Broadway yes. director, got involved. Yes. But we had Judith Light and Amber Tamblyn mm-hmm. and Vanessa Williams and Lois Smith and Ellen Burstyn and Elizabeth Ashley. And it was like Alice Ripley, all these Broadway people. Oh the day I walked to Town Hall, I was in tears thinking of myself as like a little NYU student mm-hmm. with a huge Jufro and a fake <laughs> down jacket. I would have like, <laughs> I couldn't believe that here I was going to a big theater where thousands of people were coming. Mm-hmm to honor my friend, but yeah. also the, for them to give voice to what was in my head mm-hmm. and heart. So since then, the director suggested that when I tell the story of my friend, he says, you really humanize it. Is there any way to put mm. that in the play? So I created a narrator character that wasn't going to be me, but each rewrite, everyone kept urging, you have to put yourself, mm-hmm. which was hard because I had to open up my heart and put it really out, out, yes. out there for everyone to see. And the first time we were doing it in Orlando two years ago, um, on Suicide Prevention Day, the person playing me got a job and had to drop out. And the director was like, you're doing it tonight. Oh my God. And I was like, what? And when I got to the my friend's name, I couldn't say it. It stuck in my throat. Mm-hmm. And I just like, what would my, what, what I say to my actors? And I pushed through and of course tears wow. came and it was you know, an intense experience yes. for people to watch that. Yes, and I, since sure. I've done it with high school students in Claremont, California, and I've done mm-hmm. it in Bethesda with teen actors, and I'm doing it, hopefully, if the world is still here, uh, Fairfield yeah. University on the 23rd mm. of March at 7 o'clock. Oh, exciting. Yeah. But my goal is to do it all over. Mm-hmm. I would love to do it every weekend that I could, but to get it published so that people from wherever in the world can option it and the money mm. would go into research and um, into getting the word out and helping save lives. Oh, that would be great. I mean, such an important topic and something that everybody 
can relate to. I've asked the question after the shows. I usually do a little talk back and mm-hmm. I ask, uh, raise your hand if you've been touched by it. And literally like 98% of the audience raises their hand and then they look around and people don't realize whether they're one degree or right. or they have felt that way themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, um, yes. Yeah, so if you're interested, I would love to bring it to any community. They can contact me because it really is for people mm-hmm. and me or somebody else yeah, playing I- me on stools reading it. So you don't need much rehearsal. That's incredible. That's incredible. I, I really, I hope there's, a, a definitely, I mean, I definitely think there's a wider audience for it. So and, and it's it, funny, and you do yeah. laugh because I do add humor to it. Mm-hmm. And some of the notes, like, I mean, they're so poetic. Yeah. You can't believe people in that much despair mm-hmm. come up with those words. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was kind of shocked reading mm-hmm. each one of them. They're very intense and 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 beautifully written. How how open were were people like of the friends or family when you? contacted about getting the notes how open well, were a lot they? of them were in the public domain oh, okay. so like virginia wolves and mm-hmm. kurt cobain's how it's staged in the play is i have someone reading it as courtney love because oh, she wow. actually recorded it yes to be played at a big memorial in a park for people mm. um so but i if anybody has one of their loved one and wants to include it i think of it as like a living breathing organism mm-hmm. and i would love to not love is a word, but I would add them to the show, you know, if people wanted to honor their, their oh, loved that's ones. Beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, anybody listening, get in touch with me. I'll get in touch with Stan or get in touch with Stan directly. If, if you want to contribute a note to the show. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of your favorite hobbies outside of entertainment? Um, I love to run. Mm-hmm. I'm a big runner. Mm. Um, so, I've done a couple half marathons, mm-hmm. a lot of five and 10 Ks. So that's been just a great, just let your mind go Yes, and mm-hmm. listen to music and just go. Yes. Um, did you I, run on, did you go to the gym on the cruise? I went to the gym three times, by the way. That's amazing. And yes. did you run on the treadmill overlooking I did the, the bike, water? Oh, okay. I was right near the, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't have the right shoes, I think for oh, running. Okay. So I did the bike. All right. Um, but still, that still, come on. Beautiful. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, I love junk shopping. Oh, interesting. And not junk, but like vintage stores. I love vintage uh-huh. clothes. There's just something about other people's clothes. Uh-huh. So if anybody wants to give me their clothes. Oh, so. I'm actually going to be getting rid of some clothes. Really? I'm going to look at them before yes, I leave. Yeah. There's something about, and I've ever since like being at NYU and being a poor student and my friend Randy and I, we just, she introduced me to vintage clothing. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. And there's just, you know, because it's a, like one of a kind pieces. Yes, right. And so a lot of times I'll be out and someone will say like, you know, who designed that shirt? And I'm like, I don't know. And it's like JCPenney or, mm. you know, but back in the day and now it's come, full, you know, right. another full circle of it being very fashionable and stylish, something retro. Yes. So I, and then I can't get rid of things. And so I just have, <laughs> you know, you know, is it pointy shoes season or is it the flat <laughs> se- shoes? So I keep them all. That's good. Yeah. This way you're ready for any Anything. fashion thing that's happening. And that's kind of fun when you're going to party. You're like, yes. you know, what? Oh, this, that. And I, putting things together, is, it's, it's a fun part of the day. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm not, I'm not like a real fashionista, so I don't I, I don't wouldn't call myself a fashionista, <laughs> although I feel I am put together. Yes. As long as like something matches with my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> or even if it's just your underwear. Yes. You know. Yes. I love it. Color-wise, I'm talking. Yeah. Y- yes. Yes. Um, all right. Before we get to my 
final question. Let's just go back to some TV stuff. Okay. I do actually want to talk about Gilmore Girls for okay. a second because you came in on season five yes. of Gilmore Girls. So, so I met Amy Sherman Palladino on Roseanne mm-hmm. and then my writing partner, Jim, and I fell in love with her and just her style and her um, just boldness and just her vision. She mm-hmm. just knew those characters. You know, there'd be a room full of mostly male white writers yeah. and you know, she'd walk in a room and go, no, Darlene wouldn't do this, and here's why. And mm. I'm like, whoa, she just told them off, and she just knew the characters so well and the honesty of it, mm. and but also very funny. So we stayed in touch with her and, uh, you know, went to her wedding and always hung out, and then she did Gilmore Girls, and we loved it. And then season five, before it started, um, her and her husband invited us to the Chateau Marmont, uh, Yes, and we're like, oh, I love that place. (laughs) And for drinks, and she said, I just need some friends on staff, you know. And I was like, yeah, you you have a hit show. Mm -hmm. You should be enjoying it. Great actors, great writing. Why are you not enjoying it? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was my mission to see that she have a good time with it and not worry so much. She'd gone through a lot of different writers on the show. Mm. And we said we were in development at that time. Uh And we said, well give up development of our own projects and focus on the show. And I'm so glad I did. I learned so much and I met great people and so many of the actors I've been, um, have been in my plays. Mm -hmm. And so it's great to see them in different uh, styles. That's so exciting. Uh, And I love them all. And then through the festival, I've just gotten really, really close with so many of them. Mm -hmm. And what's it like to come into writing a show you know, this was season five, so it was five seasons in, as opposed to like Golden Girls, you started for a season. Well, we got the job on a Thursday, and we're like, you're starting Monday. And we're like, wait, what? And wow. I had not really watched it. Mm-hmm. And back then, people were like, uh, we had video cassettes. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? Google it. Right. So I think Thursday night, Warner Brothers sends over these long four boxes of each season. Oh my God. And I'm like, how am I going to get through all those? Un- I was I invented binge watching actually too, and you are quite the inventor. I am Henry Ford and me, and so <laughs> I literally made food and just like I had to get up, take mm-hmm. the cassette in and out, yep. and as I'm watching, I'm like going, "Whoa! Like this is really good." And mm-hmm. the actors, and like I couldn't wait to get to work and write for them, especially you know Lauren Graham. I just we clicked right away. Yeah. I just think she's everything yes. yeah she's yes. just so funny and so beautiful and just really good actor and, mm-hmm. um and just the coolest person in the world yes yeah. yes and she's done a lot of theater too yes she did yes. i remember i kept saying go to theater and then she was like texting me i got offered guys and dolls yes. and, I was like, and i couldn't come in and see it i sent flowers and uh i was so happy for her because i knew that she you know was just in heaven doing yes. something like that yes and the other person on that show who i adore is melissa mccarthy and yes what, what was it like i, I mean, just you have knew any she was really 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 funny mm-hmm. and i remember we were we write in a building far from the set mm. and when i got the job amy knew that i wanted to i was starting to direct theater mm-hmm. and she's like oh you can be on the set all the time well i was never on the set <laughs> because we had such a small writing staff yeah and we I had to just stay in the room and mm-hmm. keep that going but I remember we would sometimes eat our lunch at these picnic tables outside of our big build office buildings. Mm-hmm. And I remember Melissa would come by and just hang and oh, I wow. just really, really liked her and obviously thought she was so funny. And then um, we were 
I was doing my TV show for Lifetime Rita Rocks, mm-hmm. and my friend Alan Poole was directing that J Lo movie, um, Plan B, was it? Or about uh, she said, yeah. And she she got pregnant sure. the day she met like a guy she really liked. Oh, okay. Um, and so I went over there to visit him. It was on the same lot as our TV show. And it was like, Melissa's there. What are you doing here? And she was in the movie. Oh, wow. And I said, oh, I'm doing this TV show with Nicole Sullivan. I love Nicole. She's like, put me on the show. I'm like, okay. And this was before Bridesmaids. Wow. And so I went back to the office. I said, you know, that woman that played Suki and she's big with groundlings. She'd never done a, a multicam show. Mm-hmm. She'd only done our shows and not that much TV. Um, she had done that Samantha Who. Yes. But she yes. had not done... Which I loved her on. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, and so um, I went back. We created a, a, a part for her on the show, and Michael McDonald, you know him. Uh, he's a Groundlings person. Not off hand. He's super funny. Okay. Well, the two of them, it's like, okay, just film once our words <laughs> and just do what you want because they're you know the Groundling members, so they right. are so hysterical with improv. Yes. Yes. And as is Nicole Sullivan. So we're just like, keep the cameras rolling. Like, Oh my God. And that was really, really fun and, and fun to see her do something different. Yeah. And also to see her like figuring out multicam, mm-hmm. which is very different. And she didn't know as opposed to single cam. Yeah. Yes. You know, where you're, it's very intimate mm-hmm. and then multicam is more like a play. Right. And so at the first run through, she was like downplaying everything. And, and mm. everyone's like going, your friend, <laughs> why do we have to hire your friend? I'm like, no, 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 she's funny. Just wait, <laughs> you know? And that's, you just don't know. Right. So right. Oh, that's incredible. And then she went on to do Mike and Molly. And yes. Yeah. The little bridesmaids. thing. Yes. yes. And so. now. And now. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Incredible. So I always end my interviews playing off of the title of my podcast, Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. Yeah. Why is it called that? Uh, because I, I have to take my clothes off. Uh, I mean, it could go either okay, way. Okay. There you yeah. go. Okay. But um, no, because I want people to. Bear their souls. Yes. yes okay. Yes. It's a play on words. Okay. My whole life has been a play on words. Okay. So, hence why I started my website as a dumbbells quest because I was just like a stupid person looking for answers. So now the bearing it all is I want people to reveal things. And have you learned things? Uh, yes, I have. Have I learned things? Yes. Yes. Yes, like, I've learned a lot of things okay. about people. So about yourself? Oh, uh, yes, I have learned that. I say so a lot in my interviews. When I'm listening back to them, I, I throughout the interview, I'm like, so, 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 so. And I have to really try to stop doing that because it's annoying for it's me to so listen annoying. to. It's so annoying. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. That's the biggest thing I've learned about myself. Uh, now you tell me. Yes, okay. yeah. Uh, and I say yes a lot too, so I have to <laughs> try to change up my words a little bit. And it's a positive word. It right? is, that's so. true, that's true. So if you were to bear it all. So, yes, yeah, here oh, we go. There we go, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. okay, so we're going to redo that because okay. I don't want so. Uh, okay. If you were to bear it all and reveal something about yourself that you have not talked about previously, what would you share oh with me today? Oh, my God. I would love to be able to sing. I'm, I can't sing. I've never karaoke. Mm. So um, if that's a verb. Um, yeah, it can be a verb. Um, con- I'd like to conquer fears like that. Okay. And so it would be 
really scary mm-hmm. but at some point if i could like sing in front of other people mm-hmm. i think and it's not gonna happen right now so don't even get no no, no i wasn't even gonna though, say even though this mic is so good for singing <laughs> yes yeah. i wasn't gonna say that i was gonna say but maybe that could be your goal if you go back on the golden girls cruise we did have karaoke I know, night this and I, year and i hid in my room one, yes. yes but if there's one next year maybe that could be your goal because what better group to perform it for they were so supportive i mean i did it i don't yeah. sing i like was speaking the words i was trying okay. to do i was doing like a little bit of I, I, I modeled it a little bit after blanche a little bit okay. and so i was like speaking and then i did sing the chorus here and there okay and people enjoyed it so as long as you make it entertaining or maybe i could do a duet with someone oh yes that could mm-hmm. be. because one of the you could do a duet like, i got you babe yes or um uh islands in the stream it's not a very rangy it's not it feels like you really have to harmonize on that. Well, you could make it your own. You just That's have so to, true. you know, or okay. you could find a duet that has where one person sings and the other person maybe is just speaking something. Okay. And that could be your first step. Okay. It's all about, like you said earlier, it's all about steps. Yeah, so you got to take a step to that. Too. And suddenly yeah. I'll be headlining. Exactly. On the third cruise. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll have your, uh, you'll be in Vegas. Stan Zimmerman, karaoke. Okay. <laughs> Or go into kinky boots or something. Yes. You know, oh, there uh, we go. There we go. There we go. Yes. Well, that... Or in drag. Oh, yeah. Yes. That might help overcome I'll, your I've fear because... I've never told that, but I'll save that for the book. Okay. All right. Which That's... which book now? The Girls. Okay, The Girls. Yes. All right. I may reveal the one time I've done drag. Oh, that would be amazing. How's that for a tease? That's a great tease. Yes. yes. Um, so... Everybody listening to this podcast, be sure to uh, find find Stan on social media. Where can people find you on social Um, media? Everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, What's your handle? Uh, Zimmerman Stan. I reversed it. Okay. There you go. Um, But put my name in and you can find me. Um, Twitter, I'm mad because they allow the orange one to get away with a lot of bullying, which I don't like. Um, But yeah. But uh, I'm very approachable, and um, let me know how you feel. And some people on the cruise were so shy about, you know, talking to me, or they'd be like, "You're just like a person." I'm yes. Like, yeah, we're all people. Exactly. And um, you know, I love hearing about, you know, that if people were affected by something mm-hmm. that I created or wrote. Yes. Well, watch the Golden Girls, watch Gilmore Girls, Roseanne, and you have two plays coming up in L.A. Yes, we're in... doing the Diary of Anne Frank Latinx yes. in April thirteenth. I know that's a whole, that's a whole couple hours, and uh, also isn't it romantic? Wendy Wasserstein's classic comedy mm. with a great all star cast, and it's super funny. And I would love and to that's bring in May. It. That's May fifteenth through thirty uh, first, and all the tickets are on brownpapertickets.com or through my website. You can find it uh but i would love to bring that to new york uh because it would have been wendy wasserstein's 70th birthday she oh, died of wow. lymphoma in 2006 and i feel like new yorkers would really celebrate her and that would that's a dream they would yes they would well thank you so much for coming on thank you for inviting me. you're welcome and uh like i said everybody listening go see stan stuff please <laughs> <laughs> support theater yes Awesome. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story for he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's had him, had him, lived for the business of show. Call me Adam.com. 
Thanks for listening. For more Call Me Adam interviews, visit callmeadam.com and follow me on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at callmeadamnyc.